Hello everyone, this is Andrea from Lacuna Coil and you're listening to the Empty Spiral Podcast. Rock on! Welcome to the Empty Spiral Podcast, the official podcast of the Lacunical community. My name is Matt Rycroft, and I'm joined today by my good friends... Mike Dyer. And Russell Tyler. Hello, gentlemen. You got tan? You all burnt? Yeah, I've burnt my arms when I was out yesterday, and probably Saturday when I walked about 15 miles round and about, so need more lotion. What about you, Russ? <laughs> I must admit, I was working on my tan while sitting by the moat, and um, I watched some swans attack some children, so it was, it was all go. Yay, swans! <laughs> vicious bastards vicious bastards I tell you the, the, this podcast is becoming the Lacunical uh, News and UK Weather podcast yes indeed that's been quite nice actually I uh, what did I do this weekend I um, bought a new lawnmower and I bought one of those kind of weird clay pot things that you're supposed to put in your garden and put wood in and burn it but when I got it home, I think I might have thrown it into the car because it's a bit heavy-handedly, and it broke. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, it didn't, didn't last long, then. No, I, I opened it up and I was like, ah. Oh. <laughs> so that's going back to B&Q, and I'll buy another one. So that, that was pretty much what I did this week, weekend, as well as uh, complete again. Actually, I think I played it twice. The end of uh, uh, The Last of Us, which I still highly recommend. And that's kind of it. So, uh, news-wise, uh, as you would have seen this week, Lacuna Core played at the Best City Festival in Ukraine. Uh, you can actually check out a YouTube video of them playing Our Truth. Actually, a pretty cool video, actually. Is the, uh, the person was quite close to the front, and there's a really interesting video wall with lots of flames in the Lacuna Core logo, which I've never seen before. It's quite entertaining. Cool. And uh, I, I th- there was also an Instagram that uh, Chris did of... Um, what we now know was a sound check. It was a view from the stage. And uh, I believe it wasn't all the crowd that were there at the time. It was just a few people. And Christina had to point that out, just in case there was any concern that there was nobody at the festival. <laughs> it did look rather kind of hot and humid there, didn't it, actually? It did. Plenty of sun and puddles of water. So a uh, good winning combination there. Yes, it was a absolutely fascinating photo of Christina on Instagram this, this week of uh, looking rather hot and bothered. With her tongue sticking out, it's quite funny. It made me laugh anyway. <laughs> this weekend, Lacuna Coil are playing in Ho Chi Minh City, Vietnam, for the first time. So we look forward to seeing some photos there. And if anybody is in Vietnam and uh, wants to let us know how the concert goes, please do. We look forward to hearing from you. What we're doing this week, of course, is presenting the second part of the interview that we recently held with Andrea. Uh, we certainly got some good feedback from the, the first half of the interview. Uh, and I hope you like the second half as well, uh, in which he talks a lot about the music industry and we ask him a few more random questions, some of them perhaps a little unfairly, but uh, he covers it off well. Empty Spiral then. We, we, You and I met about 10 years ago now, I think it was. Um, and the Empty Spiral community has been running for a full decade. How, yeah, it's, it's an incredible time. It's certainly been quite a fun journey, I have to say. Um, how has the community of fans that you have supporting you changed over those years, would you say? 
first of all, we have to say that when we started the band, uh, internet wasn't really popular, or it was starting at least, but it wasn't as important as it is today. You know, so not only the 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 fan base has been growing and changing and developing towards the internet, but also the band, you know, has been trying to learn how to use the internet, how to communicate with people through the internet. So in the beginning, Empty Spiral was the only way for people to connect in a way directly with the band, you know. Now it's easier because you have uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, whatever. So it's a way easier to talk directly to the artist, even if you're not uh, all together in a community, you know. But back then, it was the only way to, to let the band know what what people was thinking, was uh, judging the album, was talking about the band and the members and all of that, those information were new, you know. And I think the main thing was that they brought together a lot of people that because of the music became friends in the real life, not only with the band, but also with the other people, you know, other fans, other music fans. So that was the coolest part of the empty spiral, you know, and I think even today you still have friends that you've been making with, uh, thanks to the community, you know, and that way that went way beyond what you could think when you started probably the, 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 the fan page, the, 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 the empty spiral, you know, so it was been a, a great way to develop together with the internet, the band, the website, they're all been growing together and getting used to this new thing, you know, because before that there was the usual fans club when you subscribe and then you get a t-shirt and then uh, you will receive a letter or something or maybe an autograph and you go to convention or stuff like that. While this time we've been developing everything with the internet. And so that there has been a complete new thing for us, you know, and, and we have been learning how to, the good and the bad, you know, all the, the points that you can take advantage of. And it's been very important to spread the, the official word of the band and to keep together and don't get lost and, and have the fans understanding what we were doing and coming to the show, be aware of, of following the band. So it, it became as important as the website itself of the band, you know, that sometimes has less space for chatting or different kind of opinions, you know. Yeah, I think it's fair to say that the fans, uh, uh, the way that the fans interact, the way that we interact, has changed so much over the years. And like you, I think it's uh, the challenge is staying on top of it and um, yeah, making sure that people have every opportunity to interact with each other because that's that's what makes the the community as strong as it is. So. Yeah, I mean, and it's it's been important, and it's been also letting us understand more what was. Uh, happening around the band, you know, because sometimes when you are in the band, you just see uh, a limited uh, amount of information, you know, while towards the, the fans club, you can get more of a sense of the differences between the fans, you know, people that is more hardcore and more connected to a specific sound and they only want that and they discover the bands with that record so they will always want the band to sound like that but you also understand that there is new people that has been embracing the band more recently and and uh, that expect a complete different sound from the not complete different but a more uh, more towards what we we've, we've been doing recently you know so it's it has been important for, for us to to have the chance to to judge you know what was going on to have a more complete picture of what the fans were uh, getting from the band you know 
Well, thank you for giving us the opportunity to, uh, you know, set up the community and uh, supporting us like you have. It's been absolutely fantastic, and I hope it continues for a long time. Yeah, hope so. So I mean, at least another ten years. Then I don't know. We'll see how old we will be. <laughs> we'll still be here, mate. We'll still be here. Yeah. <laughs> Rocking in our wheelchairs. Um, so. so the community's changed a lot over the last 10 years, but I think it's fair to say that music has changed a lot in terms of its commercial value. Um, I, I know you've spoken in the past about this, how, how difficult it is in the music industry today. My question is, and I appreciate this might be a little unfair, how do you make music commercially viable again with the kids these days downloading music for free? Yeah, that's, that's a good question. I, and, I, and, and I mean, if, if you know the answer to this, we'll keep it to ourselves and we'll make it. <laughs> yeah, I, I only think that music, in a way, has, has lost a little bit of its um, preciousness, if I can use this word, in a way that is not as, for, for the new generation, maybe it's not as special as it was for myself or even people little younger than me but has been growing up more with the cds or with the vinyls or more of the uh, analog world you know while nowadays for a lot of the new generation has been a bit of of uh, over exposed to a lot of music that very often is not great also you know i think there was more selection before before you could become a band you, you take you like two three records so it, it was always uh, nice to follow the band and see how they will become in a good band, you know, just from a, a promising band. Nowadays, it's more of about a lot of bands try to do whatever is popular at the moment and try to make it. And, and one out of a hundred maybe will make it eventually. But I see the quality and the variety is not improved to me. There is just more offers but not really a lot of great bands. I think that the number of great bands is the same as it was 10 years ago. You know, 10 years ago, you would have, I don't know, five or six, 10 maybe, five to 10, let's say, new great bands in one year. And now it's still like that. You know, it's still five to 10 that are great bands. And then you have another half million, uh, half decent bands, you know. I think, I mean, at least to me, I, when I listen to the new records, I still have the same amount of good records, you know, no matter what. Even if there are more and more offerings, more and more bands, but not a, a lot of them are just copycats or they just want to try to to sound like the new this, the new that. And they might get a little window of popularity because of the image or whatever, but they there is no... Uh, there is no way they can develop into a more personal band. You know, it's so difficult today to find somebody that sounds unique. I think that sounds and not unique in a way that they do something that has never been done. Just in a way that they have their own personal interpretation of the style. You know, that's way more and more difficult to find today. You know, you find so many bands that play well today. There are many bands that are great musicians and they play wow, super fast, super loud, super whatever. You know, they're really good musicians, but they're not. They don't have the time to develop their style, I think, and their songwriting and that kind of stuff. Makes it for a very difficult place for for the standout bands to to make money, I guess, and and it is a job. I think a lot of people, especially those people that are download their music for free, forget that there are people that you know are making a living out of this. 
Yeah, but it's, there's nothing you can do. You know, it's we could keep repeating that people should buy the record and blah blah blah. But it's just the way they receive music is different. You know, in the new gen, especially not talking about maybe people like me or like you that we are used to buy and support the bands that we like. You know, you can change the way you buy instead of buying a CD, you can buy iTunes or Amazon or whatever. So it, but you will always support the band that you like because you are a fan of the music. But the new generation is not that they're not fans of the music, it's just that they perceive the music towards the streaming or the downloading or the YouTube. Uh, so it's not really the way, it's just the way they, they know music is different, you know. And it's not that they don't want to support the band or they want to steal the music from the band, it's just that the way the music is being presented to them, it's different. And now for them, music, it's about going on... YouTube now maybe some people will use Spotify or that kind of services, but still that's the only way they perceive music. You know, it's just not they just don't go to the record store anymore. It's not a matter of money. You know, it's a matter of the way they they use the music, the way they they've been offered the music. They they just don't see a music as something that you buy anymore. It's just available on there and. It's an avenue to enjoying a band or to, to get into a band, but it's not something that you have to purchase. Yeah. I, I don't think they want to hurt the band. You know, it's not that they want to, the, the band, that they, especially if they like the band, it's not that they want to hurt them because, and they download the music because they want to hurt them. It's just that the way they think music is, it's, it's the way of the downloading or the streaming of music, you know, and not the buying music. <laughs> So it makes for, a, a, I guess, quite a challenging career if you want to be a musician and you want to make enough money to live on. It, uh, it's it's not something that's easy these days. No, I think bands will find uh, new ways of making revenues. You know, I mean, there will be a part coming always from the record, the publishing, that kind of more classic income or merchandise or uh, touring and uh, all that kind of stuff, even if it's not as it used to be. But there will also be probably, for example, now there are many more summer festivals than there used to be. There are tons of thousands, like a lot of summer festivals everywhere. And they're growing and growing, you know, sponsored by big sponsors. So there is a budget for that. And they, so the, the, there, there will be a change, you know. It will take some time to be adjust in a level then a band can make a full living out of it. And probably... Uh, a lot of bands that are in the middle range will disappear because they will have to make a choice in between finding a different job where they can actually pay their bills, you know, and then just only a few bands will, are going to survive. The one that they have a strong follow following, the one that they really strongly believe in what they do, you know, so they will uh, not take off the music from their list, you know, they will still be there and play music no matter what. Certainly makes for interesting times. It is, you know, it's challenging in a way and it's sad also on the other side because when you have such a drastic change, it is kind of sad because you see everything that you were known as your world kind of disappearing. But also on the other hand, it pushes you to find new ways, you know, and to do more and to do something different and to and it's also I'm also curious to see where where you will go, you know. So changing the subject again then. Uh as you may may or may not be aware, we've been reviewing each of the Lacuna Coil albums in chronological order. Uh -huh. <laughs> I know, I know, but I haven't heard the review yet because <laughs> I was on tour. Oh, well, check them out if you get a chance, mate. Tell us what you think. Um, <laughs> we've just um, finished the Half-Life EP 
So we're about to start on to the Unleashed Memories album, which we'll be reviewing this week. Um, really, it, my question is, Half-Life, do you have a favourite song from that uh, EP, or what do you remember of recording it? I think that the two favourite songs are Half-Life and I Professed. Those two are my favourite from that release. And uh, recording, it was fun, because it was the first time we recorded in a digital uh, using a computer instead of the tapes, and Valdemar came down to um, to a studio in on the on the west coast of Italy in Liguria, in Ventimiglia, and the studio was owned by this guy, which is a guitar player that has a, a musical project with very famous like hard rock artists, and they play kind of White Snake music, and. Um, and the studio was a small studio in his um, in the basement of his house, basically. And but it was a great, great environment. Like every morning, we were we were staying in a residence. We were waking up and looking at the sea. Me and Christina, we were writing lyrics, looking at, on the balcony, looking at the sea, eating great seafood. So it was a something completely different atmosphere than than he, because we usually were recording in Germany in Dortmund in a Hagen actually, which is. Pretty sad <laughs> German <laughs> town, which was r- miserable and rainy all the time. I mean, it was nice, not not a bad city, but just not much happening. And you know, very gray weather, raining all the time, cold. So it was completely different this time around. And and um, Anatema uh, recorded, uh, I think it was the the Judgment album in that studio. And uh, so we, that's why we choose and we actually discover the studio because they went there before we actually did the Half-Life. And um, so we tried and it was great. I mean, we had a great time. It was quick. I mean, we haven't been in the studio for long and Valdemar was very happy about the new situation. And we did some... I, mean, I remember there was a, a game we were playing, a video game we were playing, uh, a snowboarding video game that we were playing while the other people were recording. So we were doing a lot of snowboarding action and uh, <laughs> eating fish, drinking. I mean, me and Chicho, we've been eating a crazy amount of food. And, and it was a fun time, you know. We, we I think Mouse destroyed the restroom of the the last night after we finished recording we did a party in our room and we were completely wasted and mouse i think destroyed the, the restroom like the, the the actual throne <laughs> because it was it was out of his mind and then we went in the middle of the street doing push-ups in the on the crossings you know like in the middle of the street completely wasted like it was a fun, fun time. <laughs> you didn't throw any TVs out of the window then? No, we just, I think we, we had a bill for the restroom after the, like after a month, we, we had a bill at home for the rest. We had to repair the, the restroom and, and we break one bed, I think, but that's it. I mean, nothing too crazy. <laughs> so, so you broke a bed in a restroom and that's nothing too crazy. Well, I, can, no. I guess that's rock and roll for you. <laughs> Yeah, we were young, you know, it was a while ago. <laughs> um, just one thing on Half-Life. One of the things that we we noted when we were reviewing it was that there was definitely a kind of a theme uh, most evident in Half-Life, the song itself, about the new millennium. And I, we also kind of picked this up in, in Hyperfast as well. Was that intentional? Was, it, was this kind of something you were reflecting upon as a band at the time? 
I, I believe I don't remember exactly, but I believe it was a big topic back then because of the millennium bug and all that stuff. And we were always in the video games and stuff, so we had the kind of also I think it was also the Matrix was coming out at the time. So I think it was that whole whole vision of of the world going in that direction where we didn't know what the new millennium was about, you know. So there was all these kind of uh, apocalyptic view about the, the what was going to happen afterwards, you know. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Thank you. Okay, I've got one more final question. I'll ask the guys if they've got anything. But uh, my, my final question is, if you had to recommend a single Lacuna Core song which you felt represented your music best, what would it be? Well, that, that's a difficult one <laughs> because I think, I mean, there are certain songs that include all the elements of for for sure, you know. But there are also a lot of different vibes in our music. Like, uh, for example, a song like uh, "Purify" is very different than a song like "Half Life" or or uh, "Upside Down" or you know, or "Heaven's a Lie." You know, they're all very. They they have some characteristics which are common for all, but. I can't see only one songs to be perfectly representing the entire Lacuna Coil world. I don't think I can name just one. <laughs> That's fair enough. <laughs> Guys, have you got any questions for Andy? I've got a couple that spring to mind. The first one would be as we're on the transitional phase of talking about both Half-Life and Unleashed Memories. Is, is there a specific reason, um, and Matt might know the answer to this if you've discussed it before, as to why you re-recorded and added a verse to Senzafine? Because obviously it was on Half-Life and then it sort of appeared on Unleashed Memories. It's clearly a personal song to the band. I'm just wondering why it was that you redid that song. Oh, I think... If I remember correctly, I, we did it because we wanted the song to have uh, more exposure because we really liked the song, how it turned. I think it was one of the first time we, we experimented with a song in Italian and we really liked the results. So we wanted to, the song to have a more exposure with the full album. So I think that's why we then put it in uh, Unleashed Memories because uh, we thought we it could have been a bigger song for us. And then it became actually a bigger song for us. And the second thing, obviously, you've got the upcoming tour in the UK with Paradise Lost for their 25th anniversary. Obviously, that was a big influence on Lacuna Coil sort of as a band starting out. Obviously, you've got Catatonia on that tour playing Viva Emptiness. I'm just wondering, is there any sort of possibility or Lacuna Coil going back to the, the early days to throw some Unleashed Memory songs into that set list, perhaps? Well, we, we haven't think about the, the set list yet, to be honest, because we, we've been focusing mostly on the new songs in these, these days, you know, so we haven't really think about it. And now then Catatonia has been added more recently, so that is, so that is also something different. We, we might think about it, yeah, for sure. I mean, we, we will do something special for sure. It's definitely a great lineup and definitely a tour to check out. Yeah, I mean, I was surprised because Catalonia is very strong, um, another strong band in the bill, you know. So I think it's a pretty good, pretty good bill if you like both the old and the new evolution of that kind of music, you know. So it's yeah. it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting for sure. And maybe yeah, we have to be honest, we haven't really think about the set list yet. We were thinking since we were playing also the um, a few days before that we played the the um, female metal female voices. 
we were thinking of something special to do there because uh, we already played last year and did the, the full Dark Legacy thing with the acoustic. So we don't want to go there and just do another kind of best of uh, set, you know, because we have already done it and we will not have enough. Maybe we will have a new song ready or something like that, but I don't know if we're going to play something new. So uh, we will do something special for the male and female voices for sure. And probably we should do something special also for that tour, but maybe going back in the past, as you say, yeah, we, we haven't really uh, sit down and, and talk about it yet because we are more focused on the new album now, but we will, we will. I have cool. to say, I'm totally stoked for the Paradise Lost still. Yeah. I, I cannot wait. Yeah, yeah, be brilliant. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a great lineup. They, when they offer us the tour, we were really happy because, as you say, they were one of our main influences when we grew up, and we are good friends with them. So we knew that it was going to be a tour interesting musically, but also personally it's going to be fun. And and then Catatonia has been added has been even more surprisingly and for us too I mean it's been a great surprise uh, thank you so much for joining us today it's been really great to speak to you thank you guys I'll see you in the near future for more tourings absolutely yeah. pleasure <laughs> cheers Thanks, ciao ciao okay. ciao grazie ciao ciao <laughs> ciao And then we go. I always enjoy interviewing Andy. Uh, one thing you did mention in in the interview that a number of people have commented on, we talked. He talks about the new music and the heaviness and the fact that they he's been well. Uh, the music that they've done so far has got some of the growls that he did in kind of Half Life. Is probably the the EP where he's most known for his growling vocals. You do like a growler. Yeah, and it's interesting. The number of people that have said they really want to see that again. Mm. Oh, that's really cool, actually. Uh, the uh, probably a point of discussion at some point, I guess. But one of the things that I enjoy about the the Kunikol vocals is the kind of kind of the somewhat cliched statement, but the beauty and the beast thing that yes. you get. Yeah. And no more is that more evident when than when Andy's growling those vocals out, and I really like that. So. Uh, it's a thumbs up from me, which I said during the interview, and I really hope that uh, we we hear a song on the the next album which has that in. Definitely, totally agree. now have a review this is uh, of course to live is to hide which is the second song of the 2001 album unleashed memories russ i believe it's your turn to start mate i think it is um epic song number two of the album um where do you start with this um musically it just it right from the off it's perfect it's brilliant i love this song uh, the synth and the vocal intro just blends and works perfectly. The vocal melody that comes in um, with the keyboards and the guitar, again, it just blends sublimely. Um, as you've got that music sort of um, just set in the background and the tone and the atmosphere of the song, 
all of a sudden Andrea kicks in and it's boom, right here we go. I mean, even when they played this on the recent tour on the, the Dark Legacy, this was a highlight in the set for me and it might even be possibly one of my two favourite Andrea vocal songs. I think the drumming and the guitars are perfect. As I mentioned, it's very atmospheric. It's got very strong melodies throughout, both musically, vocally and lyrically, and there's just so much going on in it. The drumming and the rhythm section carries the song throughout. The guitar line is very, very simple, but it's the guitar tone with the crunch that makes this song. Uh, I love the male and the female vocal interplay. It's such a perfect blend, and it's typical of what comes throughout Unleashed Memories. Just vocally, it's brilliant. Uh, I think you mentioned on the uh, the previous podcast how angelic Christina's vocals are. Again, totally um, example on this song. Um, I think the lyrics are somewhat going back to the, the cryptic form and they're not completely clear um, and I've always sort of taken it sort of um, almost like a dreamlike um, sort of phase or explanation description. There's a lot of different juxtapositions in there. Uh, there are some great lines in it, my favourite which is probably what I need now, what I need is to live to hide when you smothered my devotion with your lies and again as we always say it's another another line of just pure poetry. And needless to say, I love this song. It's brilliant. So you're a fan, then? I'm a fan, <laughs> kind of mildly. I quite like this song. It's you quite, quite nice. like it. It's yeah, all right, I, yeah. Put it on in the background. I got you know, that sense that you're a bit of a fan of this song. What yeah. about you, Mike? I think he's uh, pretty much covered all bases with it. I am a huge fan as well, and I think it sets the the tone for the rest of the album. It's like you you start with the opening track and then you've got this and we we know obviously the things to come and I just think it's a great uh, building block for um, for the whole mood of the album and I think it works really well. So pretty brief for me, but I think Russ has covered it all and I, I, I really love the song. Uh, my views on this are not to say mixed. I love the song as well. I think the, the opening, it's got a great opening and... I've seen them open concerts with this, or at least I've maybe open. It certainly felt like that. I'm, I'm trying to remember a set list where they actually started with "To Live in the Hype." I think they did quite some time ago, uh, pretty much when they were still playing "Unleashed Memories" as long with Comalize songs. It always feels like whenever I hear this song, it reminds me of watching the older videos, but even before I was a Lacunacore fan, where they're wearing the month monk outfits and there's that kind of real gothic sense around them and I, I really do feel that the opening of this song is it kind of to me feels like the the goth metal lacuna call that possibly became a bit of a cliche over the years certainly they they were labelled as goth metal even though I felt that they weren't, or at least they were, there were parts of them that were, but this is this song really kind of cements that that goth metal sound. Uh, the opening, the 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 choruses, the lyrics. I love that guitar and percussion instrumental you get before the chorus kicks in, before Christina's chorus kicks in. That's great. That a real rumbling kind of sound, and that. And as I'm sure you both agree, when you're at a concert, that that's the head banging bit. You know, everybody's head banging <laughs> to that. <laughs> and and so are the band. You know, you you get the synchronized. Not so much anymore, but when they were playing this song a lot, you'd get the synchronized lacuna core head banging, where they're all bending over, and it's boom, boom. They're all doing that. The crowd's doing it as well. There is this real sense of unity. The music maintains its tempo. It's actually a real kind of pacey song, I find. It really just time just flies when you listen to this song. And 
it's just the way that there's a constant movement in the music I really really like Andrea's vocals and the lyrics he says are great they really kind of set the tone of the song you took my favourite line from me actually I was going to say sorry no 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 don't apologise <laughs> don't, don't apologise it's a sorry. great line it is a brilliant line I, I particularly love the second half of it when you smother my devotion with your lies love that I love that line the percussion I think is really strong throughout the song really kind of frantic the guitars are good as you said they're quite simple um, but they they real they do give that sense of pace throughout it as do as do the drums I think on the album and this is one of my complaints that's probably going to come up time and time again as I as we review songs on Unleashed Memories is I do find the mix on Unleashed Memories quite muddy in places and I think To Live It To Hide suffers a little bit from that kind of mix I would love to see it that this particular song actually remixed. I feel that the the guitars get a little bit fuzzy in there sometimes. And the vocals are strong, the percussion is strong, the bass is strong, but the guitars just feel a little kind of they just become a bit of a noise in the background and I think that's really unfortunate because when I hear them I, I, I enjoy them. That's a, a bit of a negative thing to say about the song, but it's it's really not so much the song as the, the mixing on the album that I'm kind of commenting on there in terms of what the lyrics about i always got a sense that it was about betrayal in a relationship that's what i really kind of sense i, I don't know for certain and there there's enough um lyrical ambiguity there to to make it interesting but there's i just got a sense that she's complaining about the guy or you know, andrea's persona i guess kind of hiding something and him saying no I'm not but her coming back and saying yes you are and you'll notice that he's most of his lyrics in the first half of the song and then you don't really hear from him at all it's, so it's her retort to that and it feels like quite a desperate retort like she's trying to you know she's she's crying you're, you're making me cry I need to convince you of this and your my devotion to you is being smothered quite literally as she says in the lyrics um, smothered with what you're telling me, and I don't, I don't believe it, but it, I, I can't do anything about it. To live is to hide is an interesting title for a song as well. It does make me wonder if, if there is a sense that whether she's accusing him of hiding from those facts, or whether she's, she herself is hiding from the reality that he's lying to her. It, it's, it's absolutely fascinating, fascinating song. Really, really good song. Really strong, as you said, Mike. Sets the tone for a lot of the songs on the album. What are we going to give it a rating, Rice? This is probably a 9.5 out of 10 for me. So a high 9, then. That's we... <laughs> <laughs> a strong 9, yes. What about you, Mike? I would agree. It's one of my all-time favourite songs, so I'll say 9.5 as well. I absolutely love it. It's almost perfect, isn't it, in terms yeah, of the yeah. songs? It really is. Classic. And I think, uh, we've said it before, we're going to really struggle with reviewing the rest of the songs on this album. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to give this a 9.5 as well. But anyway, okay, I think we've got a near-perfect 9.5 from To Live Us To Hide, which I think is absolutely earned. What a great song.
Okay, well, that brings us to a close for this week. I hope you've enjoyed it. Uh, send us your feedback if you have, or even if you haven't. If you want to get in contact with us on the podcast, you can do so through the Empty Spiral website, which is www.emptyspiral.net. You can also contact us via Facebook page, which is facebook.com forward slash emptyspiral.net, or via Twitter, which is at emptyspiralnet. Uh, send us a like, or tweet us, or whatever you want to do. We want to hear from you. Uh, I hope you've enjoyed it. Uh, what are we doing the rest of this week then, folks? What about you, Mike? Um, more exercise and walking home. I've been doing well so far. I've done 22 miles in four days. So Oh, well done, you. I'll keep it up, hopefully. How about you, Russ? Me, it's a combination of um, DVDs and metal in the background, I think. So I've switched this week from Breaking Bad to Prison Break. So uh, I'll find out how that pans out. Oh, that's uh, a bit old school, isn't it? Prison yeah. Break? Oh, yeah. man. Uh, me, well, I'm kind of trying to tidy out my house at the moment, actually. And at the weekend, I tidied through my clothes and found that I had, uh, including the shirt I was wearing at the time, 40, I should say, 40 Lacuna Core tops, which is quite a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know where they came from. I think they must be breathing in my cupboard or something. Anyway, speak to you all soon, folks. Cheers, everyone. Cheers, guys. <laughs>